Am I record? Okay, yeah. All right, we're back here with Kendall. Look at Kendall. She's a wonderful human being. This is her second time. Returns. I don't know if I'm going to put that, but yeah, returns. Um, <laughs> well, Kendall, let's get straight into it. How's adulting? All right, so, man, it has been five weeks since I moved out of the house with my parents. So I moved out at 18, but I turned 19 about three weeks ago. Right? No. Yeah, three weeks ago. So it has been a roller coaster. Um, it's been really enjoyable because I feel a lot of independence. But at the same time, there's just so much and so many curveballs that I just was not expecting um, at all. But um, the biggest thing for me is just working a lot. I find myself just really enjoying my work. Um, but it does consume a huge part of my life now, which before it was just school and hanging out with friends and going to the gym, but now it's like working in a gym, going to the gym, coming home, prepping, and sleeping. <laughs> or at least trying to, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So how, how, like, it's been three weeks, so, like, do you feel, is it, like, exhausting or is it more, like, you don't know, you're just getting used to it? Um, it's, it's not, it's definitely exhausting, um, because for me, I'm a personal trainer, so that's the job I came down here to pursue, and I work a split shift, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I work, um, from 6am to 12 on Tuesday, Thursday, so my split shift consists of 6am to 12, and then 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock, and I'm just client after client, back to back. Um, I do get, like, some breaks in there so I can eat. I get, like, 15 minutes twice um, during my shift. But, ah, uh, man, it's just a lot of work. And it just requires, you know, and I'm also trying to do my online training at home and keeping up with my Instagram, my social media, my YouTube. So I come home and I'm like, okay, now I have to try and find time to do that on top of it. Um, but luckily I have weekends off, so it's not too bad. Do you feel like... I don't know, like, once you get consumed by everything, like, for a while I stopped doing the podcast for, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I just wanted to, you know, I feel bad because, you know, people want to listen or, you know, people want content. Yeah. And, like, it's like, I feel like I'm not doing enough or, like, I have, you know, I I should be doing a little bit more or, like, like that. Do you have that? That is exactly how I feel. Um, My Instagram has... I mean, it had been slacking since I moved. Um, just this last week, I picked up a little bit on it because I'm finally setting and in, settling into my job. I have all my clients now, um, online and in person. At first, it was just kind of, you know, you just have to. When it comes to personal training, you just have to grind in the beginning and try to get those clients and maintain clients. And then, um, kind of once you get your hours set and you have your clients set, you can kind of chill. And that's where I'm starting to get to that point where I can kind of chill out a little bit. So I. Um, I'm starting to get more content back on my Instagram. I put up a YouTube video this morning. But, man, the first few weeks it was like, I'm going to have to put those things on the back burner just for my own sake and for my future career. Um, And that's one thing that you don't really usually put into perspective as a teenager. Like, wow, I'm doing this for myself, for my career. It's more like I'm doing this myself because, oh, my God, like, I just want to go hang out with my friends. (laughs) like that but now it's like oh my god I have to make money because I have to pay off this bill and I have to go buy groceries and let me tell you I buy today I went to Walmart and I spent like 
$70 on a week's worth of groceries, right? Because when you're in the fitness industry and you're in the fitness world, you buy a lot of food. And then I just go out and eat half the time. So <laughs> I'm just like really inconveniencing myself and making it harder, but you know, I'm trying to enjoy my life. <laughs> it, it sounds very, it sounds exhausting. I mean, like I'm 20, so it's like, I've had a couple years to figure that out, so it was it was quick for me. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it just takes it takes time. It takes like I would say a few months before you like. I kind of know what I gotta do, but then you kind of get like, oh, I need to try something else. I need to do something else, or you know, whatever you try to do. And then being young and especially like working, it's like, you know, older people kind of put you down. It's a uh, it's a little, yep. it's a little upsetting. It's actually something I talked about on my Instagram story about two days ago. I kind of went off on a little rant, and um, you know, I went ahead and took the initiative, and I left school, and um, I thought like about two weeks ago I was going to go back for this semester, and I was like, you know what, I'm doing really well at this job. Um, I see a lot of opportunity for myself at this job. I'm moving up in management position. We're already discussing, you know, further positions for me, and I've only been there for a month. Um, so I was like, you know what, this opportunity is in front of me now and I kind of have to run with it. So, um, that's what I'm doing. And there was a stress and kind of like a, oh my God, is everything going to work out because I'm so young? And um, even in my job, they were really skeptical of me at first. Like he, my manager even said to me, like, you know, we're obviously skeptical of you because of your age. And just a few days ago, he came up to me and said to me like, oh my God, you're like my little protege. Like you you definitely are doing well for your age and you know we shouldn't have stereotyped against you or had that kind of you know biased opinion just due to age yeah yeah that's a huge issue because like you know if you're older it's like you assume you're more wise like older means wise that doesn't that's not what it that's not what it is you know yeah you have to have the knowledge the information and like now like analyze everything so I yeah think- i because they have more experience typically um and i can say honestly as the other trainers at my gym which is an amazing gym and the trainers are absolutely fabulous they have so much education so much knowledge and i've learned more from them in the past month that i've worked there than i have in my whole entire um you know literally years of schooling and training and um one of them said to me, you know, like, oh, like, I want to pursue my own business, but I'm a little too old. And I was like, well, how old are you? And he's like, well, I'm 35. And I was like, dude, like, people are using young age as an excuse, but now it's like older ages. And it's just really frustrating to see the excuse that age and the manipulation of it is just, I don't know. I feel like people can achieve anything if they just really, like, put their mind to it. Yeah, that's 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 something that always happens. Like I'm too old, I'm too young. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's that's not necessarily true. I mean, like, all you have to do is fit the requirements. What are the requirements? Mm-hmm. Do you need to be 18? Do you need to be 20? Like, do you, like what is the specific thing? Yeah. And if if it, it's an age thing, then yeah, I guess if you have to be 21 to do that or 30 or whatever yeah. it says, then yeah. But when it comes to anything age really doesn't matter i mean like you could start over in a new career start over in a new new field and know nothing so you have no knowledge now you're just back at square one and that's with anything i feel like everyone tries to you know 
I'm too old to go to school. I'm too old to start my own business. I'm too old to do this. I'm too old to do that. And, and even young people do that. Like, I'm too young. I'm too young to do that. I'm, I always thought, I mean, like, my first year of college, I was like, okay, um, I'm 18. There's no way anybody's going to hire me. There's no way I'm able to financially support myself. And that's one thing that a lot of people, I think, use as an excuse as finances as well. Um, as, as like a, I don't, not, not like safety net, but instead of age, they'll say it's their finances. And the reason their finances are that way are because they're too young. Um, and of course I have it a little differently because I do my online coaching, but I went out and did that myself. Like if I wouldn't have taken the time to go out and create my own online coaching business, then I wouldn't have had that financial safety net. So regardless of my age, I was able to go out there and make sure I was able to financially support myself in order to make the move. So you have to make moves in order to do things like that. So yes, it's, it's the decision making. It's like, like when when is it time? When is it not time? Yeah, when and you- I have so many like DMs from people saying like I needed this talk. Um, I've been stuck in this situation. What can I do to get out of it? And I'm like, well, what can you do? Um, it's intrinsic motivation. You have to want it enough, and then you just have to take action for it. So it's a matter of just taking that action. And I think that's what a lot of people fear because they fear failure. But if you don't try it, then you already failed, in my opinion, because you're just never going to be successful. You just have to try. That's like the one thing. And and like, I don't know if 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 you ever think about this. Like, write down all your failures. If you ever write down all your failures, wow, I've failed a lot. Like, I've failed so much. Yeah. Like, I, every day I take so many L's, I'm like, yep, just failed again. And then people just focus on, like, success or, like, you won, you keep winning, you're the best, you're the, the greatest. And I'm like, look, look at look at the rest. Like, you don't see the other stuff where I've lost, where I've not, I've not made it, or I've not, you know, I wasn't good enough, or, or I just didn't win. Like, sometimes it just happens. Yeah, and people let that affect decisions that they make, too. So I think that's another problem. Um, Looking too far into the past and, like, the things in the past that haven't worked out for you, just because it didn't work out before, you could have changed things in your life. Things will have definitely changed in your life. Um, And you can make changes, and that's what's the most important because, yeah, that happened, but it's in the past. Like, what are you going to do now to learn from that? and turn it into something else in the future. Yeah. And that goes all across all walks of life because this is something I see, obviously, you know, like my my realm, I guess you want to say, is like the fitness industry. And age has a lot to do with the fitness industry because you have those like people who are really sciencey and they tend to be a little bit older. And then you have those people who have the whole bro science, which is just like not really educated, but what they do works half the time. So you can't really like take sides when it comes to things like that you just have to you know I don't, I don't even know you just have to believe in what you believe and not get too confused on on where you want to stand like just take a stance on one of them and then and then you'll learn you're wrong later and then you'll figure something else up that's just <laughs> i've been i've been so wrong about so many things it's just like huh. oh my God, I, I really thought that like i really thought that was important or i thought that was what mattered or like and then it still changes like just yeah and the thing the thing that i 
like noticed was I when I first moved down here I was like crap like I was really doubting everything I was like crap I made the wrong decision like I don't think I should have moved to Florida I should have stayed home and lived with my parents I should have finished school what if I don't like my job and then I started to go to my job and I was like crap this is a lot of hours and then I just adjusted to it and then oh my gosh my clients like another thing I know this is about adulting and this is actually this huge in the adult world but if you love your job like your life is so much better like I hated school and essentially as an 18 year old as a 17 year old a 16 year old that's your job is school pretty much um and I just wasn't happy in my situation and I absolutely love my job now that I'm doing and I don't care if I'm not gonna be like a billionaire I mean, obviously money is important to a lot of people and you need obviously that financial safety net. But for me, I'm just gonna live comfortably. I don't really care if I'm a millionaire or something like that, which is so many people's goal nowadays. But for me, like just being happy is Yeah. Yeah, that's the same for me. Like, do I need a hundred million dollars? Do I need a billion dollars? Do I need do I really need that? Like I, I just don't see that. Like I need enough where I can have, you know, I love technology, so I have to be able to buy technology. So it's like, you know, I need the latest iPhone, just me personally. That's just what I like. You might like, you know, having a hundred different types of shoes or a hundred different types of whatever workout equipment. Like people like collect, yeah. work, like having workout equipment in their house. So it's like, what do you like? What are you passionate about? I'm passionate about you know, this. I like learning about this. I love talking to people about this. You know, it's just like, how, how, what are you going to spend your money and how, how much do you need to live comfortably? Yeah, and that's why, as long as I have, like, a comfortable living space and I'm able to provide for myself, you know, maybe take a weekend to go vacation somewhere if I can, like, that's all that matters to me. I don't need to be living luxuriously, and that's, like, this huge goal that everyone has because they see these people on social media, like, in the adult world who are you know millionaires and it's like okay how many people like that live realistically like that it's it's not a lot and it's just because people show the highlights of their life on instagram especially because you have these people like christian guzman and like other owners of like big fitness industries like you have um the owner of gym shark and everything and and christian guzman owns alphalete and they're just like huge in the fitness industry and they're millionaires um and so many teenagers look up to that and they're like, okay, that's what I want to do. But you have to be, like, realistic when it comes to something like that. I mean, those people grind out so hard and they just took all the right moves to be in the business and in, in, in a business and have their own business. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not realistic for everybody. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, I think everyone can be a millionaire, but can you be a billionaire? That's, like, where I just, like, I don't yeah. think that's... That, that that is so far out the realm there's very few people who get there and it's, a, it's about more strategy and timing and everything comes into play I think everything and luck as well very very sometimes you just get lucky like I've been lucky before I was like oh I got lucky you know? mm-hmm. didn't, that didn't happen to me that that bad thing that was supposed to happen to me you know I didn't get in trouble for that you know or something I feel with like this move like even with my Instagram I feel like I just got lucky with like all these opportunities like I'm signed with you know Foxy Athletics is my 
my clothing sponsor, and then I have um, Unico Nutrition as my supplement sponsor. And I feel like I was presented with those opportunities just at the perfect time. And it just just got me where I am. It just got me where I am today. Obviously, I came from an eating disorder background, and I recovered from that. You know, I I step in the gym every day, and that's, like, what I work towards as my goal. And that's why I started my Instagram. But I feel just like everything after that, like, fell into place. And um, it was just a matter of staying consistent with it, too. Like, obviously, there's motivation behind it, but there were so many things that just had to happen and line up right for me to get to where I am today because if you would ask me two months ago before I like I moved here a month ago if you would ask me two months ago when I was in the middle of prepping for a bikini competition in the middle of my last my first semester or my second semester of college you know 18 years old if you would ask me if oh where where are you going to be in two months from now I would have been like sitting on that couch in my parents living room probably watching YouTube videos from my smart TV and now I'm sitting here making a podcast in Orlando, Florida, in the apartment which I rent. You know, it's like, what? My life just completely took a 180, and it's just because I made decisions to do that. That's 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 just how it goes. Sometimes you're handed stuff, and you're like, what? Why did you give me this? Like, it's like I should I should not I should not have this. Like, you just gave this to me. This is like my job like my job i had i had no clients about two weeks ago and i started with four other people four other people the exact same day started as me today i have about 17 clients and they still don't have any and i was like well why did you give them all to me (laughs) and they handed them to me but they said it was because of my work ethic and because they felt I was educated and prepared enough. So, obviously, you know, did I feel, like, lucky? Yeah, but I guess it really does come down to work, work ethic, too. So, you know, you only get handed things for a certain reason. Yeah, yeah, so. but you have to also take the opportunity. If you don't mm-hmm. take the, you know, you're like, what if you said, ah, I don't want that many clients. Give give the other half to them, you know, or something like that. Would that that you you expected you're like okay yeah i'm gonna take this i'm gonna, I'm gonna take the opportunity you know you gotta take the yeah. chance before yeah yeah and then i think after you do that you you yourself have to make decisions that are gonna just keep propelling you forward because you can be provided with an opportunity and take it but you can ruin it for yourself and that's the last thing that you want to do so you just want to make sure you're making the right kind of steps um, and as far as it goes to making the right decisions, for me, it's to follow my gut instinct. Because every time I have gone against my instinct... <laughs> Epic fail, like, it just goes terrible. Literally, every single test I took in high school, every decision I made after moving, I was like, oh no, like, even when I'm in the grocery store. And I'm like, no, I don't need that, I'll get the other thing. And then I'm like, go home, cook it, and it, like, burns. And I'm like, yeah, that's because I didn't get what I really needed, so... <laughs> Just stupid decisions. Yeah, following your instincts. I always had that issue. Just like, like especially with testing in school, I was just like, ah, oh, it looks like B's right. Nope, C's right. Nope, uh, A's right. And then I find out B was right, and I just jinxed. I just really jinxed myself. And That's how I was with like the standardized testing and stuff in school. Like, just following your gut instinct. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think it's the, it's just intuition and 
intuity is just I think that's what is the most important that's how I find a balance in my life too because then you just end up doing the same thing that everybody else is doing and when everyone is going towards one thing you want to be running the other way because if everyone is trying to become a millionaire by all doing the same exact thing then if you come up with another idea and go completely the other way and you're successful in that realm everyone else is stuck on the other side and you're being successful Mm -hmm. so being unique and, and different is important too yeah yeah that's that's interesting because it's like you know what it's like what where do you want to do how do you like how would you want to do that like i'm more impressed by people that are not impressed but i'm just shocked like when someone does something that's never been done before it's like what did you really do that like yeah like oh my god like okay i need to hear that story again or a hundred times just to get it through my head like that really happened like you did that or you 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 made your dream that something you created whatever you know bill gates is like the biggest one so he's the you know richest man in the world and you hear his story you 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 know that he did something that nobody else did so then you're like ah see you that's how you kind of get into that realm or some type you know you just propel you do something that no one else has done because you can do anything in terms of like whatever if someone's doing it you can do it too if someone else is is there then you can get there as well it's yeah. it's those people that are very creative i think i'm somewhat creative but it's just like people like are way too creative they can do so much more than i i've ever yeah. seen i'm like oh my god that's a beautiful painting or maybe they get really good at yeah. whatever and it's like it's so shocking and then when so it's so amazing though but the, the thing for me is like i'm not creative but i would say it's more of just like hard work it was even that way for me when i was in school like all these people would be like oh i didn't study and then they get an a on the test and i'd be like oh my god i studied for like hours and like that's the only way that i would ever reach the level that they got on um and it just depends on the kind of person you are but i just think i i myself as a person like if i was ever to run my own business i admire work ethic more than anything um but bless those people who are creative because if you can combine those two things together then you have some wicked potential yeah those people scare me i'm like oh and then you know there's there's people with i call it i call it crazy work ethic like i get obsessed with stuff like that's how i am like i'm like i I just gotta learn everything about this one subject i just go so deep and i'm like oh what what else do i need to know you know it's just constant and then i have to back up because i can get addicted to like other things like you know just kind of wasted time or like i just yeah i mean this is what this is what i always say perfectionism is a flaw um you know it's good to be a perfectionist sometimes but sometimes you can take it a bit too far um and i've done that in the past and that's just where you have to not necessarily be careful but don't forget to enjoy yourself because sometimes we get so consumed in things um, like I'm started, I started to become really consumed in my work just even this last week and my sister who I'm, I'm, um, me and her are sharing an apartment and it's like, we, we try to go out on the weekends and just enjoy ourselves because, and when I say that I mean usually going to get food, but not like that for them. We just try to like, you know, go for walks around like the parks around here and stuff and just enjoy ourselves because you work so hard throughout the week and you don't want to get lost in that. 
you don't want to lose friendships or lose a social life or you know your own health for that matter i've seen that so many times especially with my clients it's so consumed in trying to make money to provide for their families that they forget about their own health um and that's one thing that when i got into this whole adulting world i was so concerned about new things i was doing like paying car insurance i had to go to the dentist and i was like deductible health insurance like what i don't i'm not used to this and you know you get so consumed in all these new things and you try to just accomplish everything all at once and then you just end up driving yourself insane so that's the one thing i'm just trying to avoid by just treating myself every once in a while taking nights to myself just kind of chilling on my computer watching like youtube videos listening to podcasts um just stuff like that that i like doing yeah it's 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 like you got to take at some point you got to slow down or like you know take a break or you know just have time to yourself or you know time to do other things that are not necessarily work related like it just you know like this doesn't feel like work to me it honestly doesn't and it's like yeah no that's how i feel with my social media i'm making youtube videos and stuff like that like obviously you can monetize yourself and that's how you can make money from social media and from doing things like this and just putting content out there um it's all a matter of monetization but at the same time you want to make sure you still have something to kind of back you up too because a lot of people especially young people and i know we're talking about not stereotyping ages here or ageism or anything like that but a lot of people on social media are just looking at it as a way to make income and that's why i came down here and got started an actual career in personal training because it's so unrealistic to just rely on Instagram and YouTube for money, especially for people who are starting off with such small followings and then they think, you know, oh, so-and-so is, like, famous, so I'm just going to, you know, not not do anything else in my life but just put all my, my time and effort into social media. And, you know, if it doesn't pay off for them, then what do they have as a backup type of thing? Yeah, but that has to do so much timing, like... When is it time? Do you need a like a thousand subscribers, ten thousand, a hundred thousand? You know, when is the point where you could say, I'm gonna go all in, that this is exactly. I can just consume myself with this and people will listen. Like people yeah. leave all the time. They, they they might listen to this and just be like, Hey, I don't wanna listen to this anymore or like I like listening to certain guests or mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just it's just a matter of like perspective on that and trying to get people to understand that is very difficult. Yeah, and to balance this all out, basically from what we said in the beginning, where, you know, if you want something, go for it. Yes, but here's my advice to anybody listening. If you want something, go for it, but make sure it's realistic. Um, when I set goals with my clients, you know, I have a lot of weight loss clients. I'm like, okay, 30 pounds. Let's see, you could probably lose that in maybe four or five months, maybe a little bit more time than that. Some of them are like, I want to lose it in a month. And I'm like, all right, let's be realistic. Like, That's... yes, you can do it, but you it won't be in a healthy way. You just have to be realistic with goals. I'm not telling anyone, no, you have to have a safety net. I don't even think you have to have a safety net. But just being realistic. You know, if you have 400 followers on Instagram and you're not posting good content and people aren't following you and engaging with you, then I probably wouldn't leave a full-time job 
to pursue Instagram as a career. <laughs> what are you? What? What are you saying? I'm not supposed to. I have 400 <laughs> followers. Come on. No, I mean, uh, it's just you just have to be realistic with goals. You know, I mean, if you're putting out good content and you're starting off somewhere small, and you know, companies start reaching out to you, and you're like, oh hey, like people are actually following me. I'm actually engaging with my followers. Um, and this is just a social media standpoint. You could take this from any kind of, you know, leaving school. Like, for me, it was leaving school. Like, oh, hey, like, I don't really like school, but, you know, can't just leave. But I also had a plan for myself, and I had a realistic goal. So that's why I did it. Yeah, I think the plan and goal is, like, a big thing. So what is your goal? What is your plan? How are you going to get there? Like, it's just, like, yeah, people don't really think about, like, oh, okay, I have to come up with a plan. And I have to, you know, the goal, most people can come up with the goal. That is the yeah. easy part. So you say, hey, I want to do this, and that's my goal. And then, yeah. okay, that's all, that's all you said? That's your goal? Okay, how are you going to get there? How are you going to, like, how are you, how are you going to achieve that? And then the you, funny thing is that you say that on my Twitter, my pinned tweet is actually, um, I make plans, not goals. Because mm-hmm. I think making a goal is almost like having a dream. Um, it's something that you could possibly achieve, but when you have a plan, it's something you've already set out to do. So that's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. You can come up with the goal very easily. It's like, you know, I want to, of course, I want to be a millionaire. Okay? That's the goal? How are you going to get there? Just, yeah. just, just, just show me the steps. Show me what you're going to do in order to achieve that. And then timing and like how how long is this going to take you is this going to take you 20 years or is it going to take you five years like like you need you need to be like realistic on the timing aspect you can't do people try to condense it and say i can finish school in one year i can finish especially people who are like overachievers one year i can do it i'm like you know that's going to be like it's going to be hell and you're going to be taking 10 classes and you're going to have to go to summer school and those summer schools are going to be condensed and and then you can say yeah but i would say uh you could probably do it in two two would be best because it's about pacing yourself about you know not burning the gas tank like i I used to do that all the time just burn the gas tank out you know and then you're just exhausted you don't you have no more energy to move forward exactly yeah um that's that's the whole thing like being real with yourself um obviously motivation comes in plans come in but just being real um and also having a support system too Mm -hmm. i had my parents but making sure that you know you have people who it really helps when you have people who believe in you too and that can be there for you, you know, if you ever do fall down and you want to be able to get back up. Just having a support system is super important. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that because it's like, I mean, I have a, I have a good family, but it's, I know a lot of, I have a lot of friends that don't have good family. It's like, I'm like, dude, really? Like, that, that's really how they act. That's, like, it just, it, like, people that come back from bad background. Like, yeah. my mom's from Mexico. Or she was born. She was born in Mexico, and she came over here, and it was like this this big deal of like family, and like family's a big thing, especially with us. And it's like you all have to come together during Christmas. You all have to come together during this, yeah. and there's you know some kind. Of, I wouldn't say toxic. Like they can become 
good people, but it's just they're good people, but they're just not they're not they're, they treat each other very badly. Like I'm like, yeah. really, you say you just put each other down. Like you don't support each other. You just say you're gonna fail because this and that, and you don't you don't you don't support each other. And I'm like, come on, and like nobody ever tells, you know, tells them, hey, yeah, you can do that. Just just try this, try that. You know, think of think of other things you can do. You know, how do you get yourself out of a bad situation? You know. Yeah, yeah, because it's understandable. I mean, well, for me, it was important to have a support system. Some people don't have that too. So I totally understand where you're coming from with that, too. Um, you know, then it's kind of a matter of taking things into your own hands as well. Um, but you just have to stay strong for yourself in, in that kind of situation, too. Yeah, that's I find that interesting. And it's like, you know, there's so many good people. Like, I, I like talking to people. And it's like, you know, people just don't talk to each other. They don't discuss things anymore. Like, it's like let's just go let's go let's not talk about this you know we don't discuss things you know you can't talk about politics you can't talk about this you can't talk about that yeah it's uh, much as i hate to admit it society has become pretty sensitive to a lot of topics um and that's i think a major problem too especially being a child in the adult world or like a teenager in the adult world Mm -hmm. because a lot of people think you're not educated and I spend a lot of time, like a lot of time, whenever I'm not at work, I'm still doing work, um, just educating myself. So it really frustrates me when people treat me like I'm a kid. Um, luckily, I don't think I look so much like a child, so a lot of people don't think I'm very young. But those people who do, it's just very frustrating. So just for everyone, just always keep in mind, like, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Like, obviously, there are some people who are very immature, um, who are, you know, even in their 20s and 30s. But there are people who are educated, too. So I think, you know, if you can have an intellectual conversation with someone, like, have it and be mature about it. And um, just because they're young doesn't mean you have to attack them. Yeah. Or even people. Just because some people who are older tend to be conservative in their views, you don't have to attack them for it. Yeah, you don't. I've been called a millennial like a thousand times. Oh my gosh! And yeah. it's like, it's like, dude, like that's the word everyone tries to use to just say you're young, you're a kid, you don't know anything. I'm like, really, really? Okay, I'll show you. And this is like me trying to show them. I'm a millennial because I feel like millennials a generation ahead of me too. Mm. So even that makes me salty. Yeah, it makes me. It's like I'm not a millennial, you know. I, I remember I said that like I've said now, that so many times. I'm not a millennial. Calling my group like a Gen X or something yeah. like that or iGen. Yeah. It's like generation after millennials, and I would say I'd rather I not rather would, but I think I fit into that generation more. Um, well, I don't act like a millennial, so I'm not a millennial. Like it's just like a category. Like if you're in between this age and that age, then you're a millennial. And I was like, okay. And I was like, yeah. and then I was like, okay, so anyone under thirty-five is a millennial right now. So I'm like, what? Really? So you're saying this person's millennial? Oh no, he acts like a grown-up. I'm like, oh, what? Is it like you're just picking? Yeah, it's 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 how people act. Like yeah. that's how people are treating it. It's how people act, and um, you know, for just being young and because that's I mean I know that's what this this podcast is essentially about just adulting like at such a young age it's like 
if you're going to take the responsibility to be an adult, you really have to act like one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, like, also a problem for me to understand, too, because, like, I'm still young and I still want to have, like, my teen years, but I chose to do something a little differently. But I think it's okay to rebel a little bit, so, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And then <laughs> being mature, so, like... There's certain things that I'm not, I guess, mature about, but, like, it's it's just, like, you know, you could be a kid and be, like, 40 years old and, like, love video games or, you know, it's, like, you know, that kind of thing of, like, you know, age isn't really indicative of, of like, being a kid. Like, I, I, I still like, you know, other kiddie stuff. Like, I won't go watch Despicable Me. I love Despicable Me. Like, is that is that so wrong? Like... Right? I can't watch I can't watch animated movies and then The Incredibles is coming out so I can't watch The Incredibles. Like I, it's just like you're such a kid. Why do you watch those? I'm like they're they're kind of they're cute. They're adorable. They're they're you know they all have morals in it. It's like you know I can watch that. You know I can you know it's like you're a kid. I still like Disney stuff. Like yeah. You, too, you are never too old for Disney. That's what I say. And then people make fun of you. Hey, what you watch Disney? Then I'm like, do you know Disney owns Star Wars? Disney owns pretty much everything you ever watch. Oh my gosh, yeah. So it's like, you can't you can't judge me for watching, you know, um, Lion King or, you know, I forget the genie one. My favorite genie one. I forget what it was. Aladdin. Aladdin. There you go. They're making a new one, which I think is going to be cool. Yes. Yes. And then like, yeah. But then I also like you know King Arthur. I like learning about. Back in the day, how things were, I like, like science stuff, you know, documentaries. What I think is kind of interesting is a lot of people on my my social media now are looking for me to make like YouTube videos about how I made my move and then like just like how I'm how I got to where I am with like my coaching and um, like in person training and everything like that. So it seems that there are a lot of people, and I think the fitness industry is just really big for it with people who are like wanting to pursue careers but also like a lot of adults are saying things like you know like don't go off too fast like don't rush it but for me it was like 100% the right decision so you can be adult and a kid at the same time it's just like a matter of like how you can do it you can still enjoy yourself but just having the balance I think yeah I call it I call it harmony I don't know why because I'm like balance uh, harmony like having things all that they can change the balance can always change you know like if you yeah. so get in harmony uh, but like it's always like I feel like a kid sometimes and it's like ah oh, I'm you know I can be childish at points but then I'm like I can be very adult like and it's like that's so weird and everyone has that I've seen that and how, how people treat you though like that's like what I was saying like at my job like some people still treat me like I'm a kid and that's when you start to feel like a kid again type of thing so you know that's why i just say be respectful to everyone who's trying to pursue their dream because you don't know how intelligent or how much education or what that person's experience is or what their background is or what they've gone through so and for me the reason i think i'm so mature for my age or like at least what people tell me anyway or the reason i was able to do what i'm doing now is because I went through a very difficult time in my high school years. I essentially got my childhood stripped away from me, and that was my own fault. 
um, because I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it was my own fault, but like I had an eating disorder and I matured so rapidly from that, you know, because I isolated myself. I didn't have friends. I didn't go out and drink like a lot of, a lot of high schoolers drink. I know it's illegal, but it's true. They do it and they smoke and they just do crazy things and just make really immature decisions. And I never had the opportunity to do that because I isolated myself and suffer from anxiety and depression and anorexia and so you know I just grew up really fast and then when I had my senior year and I was recovered I didn't even really I still didn't you know I, I just was still really mature I didn't really care about doing those things that everyone else was doing I was just so focused then on making a career for myself because I was always a warrior I was worried I was feared failure and that's why I was shocked to myself when I took the risk to move. But on my social media and on my Instagram, I always preach, you know, take risks, do this, do that, like do what you want, follow your heart. Yeah, and practice what you preach. That's what that's what someone says to you. They, I was being a hypocrite. I yeah. was like, oh, I'm too scared. I can't do that. I wasn't going to compete. I wasn't going to move. And then I was like, why am I being the biggest hypocrite that ever was? Like, But yeah, that, yeah but you know, fear is always there. Like... I, I get scared at some points. Everyone gets scared. If someone says they're never scared, that's a lie. You know, people fear the unknown. People fear what they see sometimes. They're like, oh, you know, self, self-analyzing self yourself is like the scariest thing to me. Like, it's like, when am I wrong? When am I right? When I, you know, like picking myself apart, it scares me. Like, I'm like, yeah. whoa, whoa, okay, I was wrong about that. I shouldn't have said that or probably she could have done that a little better, you know? Um, and then sometimes I'm just like, I'm right. And it's like it's like ego just right. comes in and says, "Hey, yeah, you're right. You know you're right." And it's like, well, that's kind of like, I I don't want to be you know egotistical or like whatever you call it and be just like, I know everything. I know what's going on. I understand everything. Nobody knows everything. Nobody understands really what's going on. We're kind of just figuring it out on our own. Um, you have people to you know guide you. There's nobody who can tell you what to do to be successful. You kind of just guide yourself. Yeah. It's just sometimes it's gut instinct, like we said. Just yeah. line on your own thoughts and feelings. Yeah, so there was this one thing I wanted to ask you about. So there's this, I don't know, I, was, I forget, it's called To the Bone. It's this new movie that's coming out on Netflix. Okay. And it's about anorexia. And I haven't heard of it. Oh, okay. It's good. It's because it's been getting a lot of uh, backlash, because okay. they think they're uh, glamorizing it. I guess I'm not yeah. sure. Huge, yeah. And it's it's because of that that there was this other Netflix series. I forget what it was called. I think it was Fifteen Reasons Why or Thirteen or something. Um, oh yeah, the Thirteen Reasons Why. Or and they they got backlash because two kids killed themselves, and then this one's also getting backlash because they think it's glamorizing it. I'm like. I don't really well because I've never had an anorexia so I just don't understand like is that is that is that an actual thing it's like a huge thing um when I had anorexia um when I was and I would go on social media there were girls and it's called pro Anna it would be the hashtag that people were using or inspiration um girls were like I'm so proud of myself like I skipped dinner and like love my thigh gap and all these kinds of things and they like make it as if it's like should be your goal or like it's something that's beautiful 
because in some cultures being really thin is like like middle eastern cultures like being really thin is actually like extremely beautiful to them so um you know like they like praise it and preach it and it is glamorized in some places it's it's i mean if you look at i mean now it's getting a lot better because now it's a lot of like oh curvy this and uh gaining weight is cool type of thing but now we're getting backlash on the girls who have anorexia and it's like oh like she looks gross because she doesn't have curves like the new trend so it's like why can't we just appreciate all bodies like that's like dubs doing the campaign where it's like oh appreciate anybody and then they show like all the different women and things like that and it's like why do we have why should we have to bring that to the attention of society like it should Mm -hmm. just be like let people live their lives and if they want to look a certain way let them look a certain way yeah yeah I totally I totally understand that my only issue is the is like if it's if it's like detrimental to yourself or like you're hurting yourself by doing it as long as it's healthy like Obviously, if you have, you know, a BMI of, like, 45, like, or you have a BMI of, like, 10, like, hello, you're near death. You're either way overweight and you have high blood pressure, heart disease, pre-diabetic, or, you know, the other side of the spectrum where you have, like, really low body fat percentage and you're, like, you know, near death, your organs are failing. Like, don't, can't be like that. Obviously, that's not healthy, but... I think if, you know, a woman wants to have some curves, like, let her have some curves. If she wants to be a little thinner, then let her be thin. Yeah, 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 I, yeah that's what that's what I try to get to people. Like, is, is this going to hurt you? Like, is it hurting you to be that, you know, either be that, you know, just have weighing 100 pounds or weighing 50 pounds or 70 or 80? that that's gonna hurt you isn't it or, or i don't want i don't want you to you know hurt yourself you know and you can hurt yourself on both sides of the spectrum you know but you can find this medium where like you know you can be a little curvier you can be a little skinnier you can have this you can have that the problem nowadays is like skinny shaming is just as bad as fat shaming and vice versa but like people just don't think of it like that and so they're just so quick to judge like i'll tell you one experience that i had and um my mom's great. She is so defensive. Um, we were at a grocery store, and it's, you know, one of those big stores where they give you the samples, and you're like, oh, let's just, like, go and eat lunch pretty much because they give so many samples out. And me and my mom were walking around, and this was during, you know, I was in recovery, so I was already, you know, getting back on track with my eating. I was probably eating, like, 2,500 calories a day um, as opposed to my typical, like, 800. I was really proud of myself. I was gaining weight, you know, I had only been up like six or seven pounds at the time. I was proud because I had done that. And some lady offered me a, a burger, a piece of a burger. And I don't really like ground beef. So I was like, no, I'm good, I don't want it. And she straight up was like, yeah, it doesn't look like you eat meat. And I was like, woman. Oh, snap. My mom went off on her. It was so funny. My mom was like, and she was big. So, like, my mom is English, and, like, English people sometimes just really don't have a filter. And she was like, well, look at you. And, I mean, she definitely was, I would say maybe she had, like, a body fat percentage of, like, 45%. This woman was very unhealthy. My mom, like, just went off on her and was like, and who are you to shame my daughter for being thin? It's the same as, like, her calling you obese. And the lady just 
her mouth just like dropped and she was like wow she's like i'm so sorry like she didn't realize how offensive it was for her to call me extremely skinny because it's the same as me calling her fat you know some people don't take it as a, as a compliment yeah that like when i was a kid they, my mom would call me flaco which means uh oh, yeah and i it used to it used to get me like up here. I was like, "Did you really say that to me?" Like, yeah. like you know. And then, I, of course, that's when I started drinking milk and cheese, and you know, gained a lot of weight. And it was just like, or gain, yeah, just weight. And it was like, all right. And then you know what she says next, right? She says the opposite, and I'm like, "Oh, really? You gotta do that? You're gonna do that to me? Like, where am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to be, you know, like, where am I supposed to stand?" So many standards. Yeah, and then you know. I would not tell her anything like that because I'd be like, ah, that's that's mean. Like, I never said this. If she said that to me, I would never say it back to her. Just because I was very nice. I was like, okay, just take it. Just, I, you know. I don't realize what it does to your, to you emotionally. Yeah, words hurt. Don't, 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 that sticks in bones and break yeah, my bones. Break my bones. But words will never hurt me. Is some. That's, that, words can hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, it's like. Propels people into eating disorders and um, mental illnesses and depression and anxiety because people say things to them and yeah, that's just just affects them. Yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, it's interesting. And then. Yeah, but like, Flacco, like really, just you know, <laughs> I'm. I was skinny, really. I was like, oh, you're going to make fun of me for that? Like, that's... I think she was just trying to tease me. She was... She always did that. So it's just like, oh, God. Like, can you... Can you not? Like, can you just be like, oh, how are you, mijo? Or like, you know, yeah. just be 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 very kind. And then I don't... My Spanish just faded away. So, like, I, I understand it. And then, like, it's like... I can... I know what you're saying. And I have to talk to you in English now. You know, like my grandma, yeah. all she knows, like, I, I just go up to her, you know, be really nice, say nice things to her, you know. Oh, you're muy, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, you're so pretty. Sorry for anyone who doesn't know Spanish, I, was, I don't want to. <laughs> and I say, she's so, I would say, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, because it does translate well. But that's what I was saying. You're so pretty, you're so pretty. I love your dress. And then, like, you know, she'd be like, you know, heart, corazón. And, you know, that's like, like, you know, that's how I kind of wanted that. Like, it was like. You know, I don't think she knew that she was hurting my feelings because I guess she just... It's a cultural thing, too. Like, my mom is from England, and, like, over there, they tend to have a different sense... They have a different sense of humor in every country, I think. Mm-hmm. And so over there, like, when she would try to say something that was funny, I'd be like, well, girl, you just literally crushed my soul. <laughs> and, like, she wouldn't even know. So, you know, that's why it's just important for us... Another thing, though, is, like, they're from a different generation, so back then I think people weren't as sensitive to things as they are now. Some people are very sensitive to things, and it's hard not to be when everyone else is. So that's why now I'm lucky I went through what I went through, because when someone says something like that to me, I'm like, oh, I know they don't understand, and it's okay. Like, I went to get my nails done a few weeks ago, and the lady was like, oh, my God, your hands are so I was like, dang, if she would have said that to me a year and a half ago, I would have cried my eyes out. But now I'm like, I get it. Like, she doesn't understand. Like, I was prepping for a show, 
and um, you know you cut weight when you prep for a bikini competition and it's it's unhealthy but um, you're mindful of it I had a coach someone watching over me and um, it's a sport that I love and it's the sport that I do so I understood why I was doing it but she didn't and I just had to kind of brush it off type of thing and some people can't so that's the problem that we have now and what is you know cutting weight is it the same like how's it how's it how, like what kind of weight cutting is it is it like um it is not a healthy process is do you dehydrate yourself and stuff or no um so with my coach my coach is awesome some girls take it to the extreme where they manipulate sodium and they they don't drink water the week before and they don't eat any carbs and they only eat fish and asparagus but for me me and my coach manipulated my body so well throughout my entire prep for my competition that I was still eating like um, cookies and like pancakes on top of my meals like my chicken my rice my broccoli my chicken my sweet potatoes my chicken and asparagus my all that kind of stuff I was still eating like cereals and oatmeal while there were other girls who weren't um so luckily I also have a fast metabolism I was 18 when I was prepping I'm 19 now, and my prep is my reverse diet after my show, which is where you add in more calories to your diet um, to build your metabolism back up, has been going really well, and I'm eating a lot of food. Um, but I just got lucky with such an awesome coach and everything like that. So my cutting wasn't as bad, but, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was in the gym for two hours every day, 45 minutes of cardio, um, an hour and a half of lifting, um, eating some days when we need 100 carbs, which is, like, 1200 calories um and it's just so unhealthy but it's a sport that i'm dedicated to and it's a sport that i love and it's so temporary i did a 12-week prep right after that we increased all of my you know my calories my protein my carbs and now i'm eating you know almost 3,000 calories a day already so it's kind of crazy how you manipulate your body yeah yeah it's and it's different for everyone some people can do that some people like weight cutting is i think it's a scary it's like i don't understand like I mean, it's in other sports as well, and I think it's so, so dangerous, it's like... It is, and like, the way I did it was a process. Now you, yeah, have, yeah. Sports like, you have sports like wrestling where they're just like, forget it, I'm just gonna mm. not eat today, and that's not what prep is. Prep is making sure you get your meals in, um, just making sure that they're the right amount of macronutrients, whereas like wrestlers and stuff, they just don't eat at all, or they like, spit in bottles and like, just eat like chicken that day and then go in the sauna and jump rope like yeah. they do anything to cut weight whereas like that's more of an athletic type thing i think but yeah perhaps different you can cut it like there's a better process of cutting but it's it's always going to be it's, it's always going to be unhealthy in yeah. some way if you're doing it to an extreme like you are for prep like you know if it's like you know you need more time you need to give yourself more time to cut weight you know don't cut it all at once like are you crazy like um i didn't know about weight cutting and i was i was i competing taekwondo so it was like and i used to you know i've had kicked a couple people but this was like you know i hate knocking out people that's one thing I, i never talk about it's like when you knock someone out it just really like for me it was just like oh dude i feel bad i don't like like that's when I started like being like oh this isn't I don't I don't enjoy it anymore for and it was me. and it was just like like for me it's just it's just not that cool or not cool then some people would say it was like oh my god dude I saw you did that I'm like ah oh, dude that's 
I just feel bad for the other guy. Like, I, I care so much about people, and it was like, I can't do that. But then, you know, I know I didn't know anything about weight cutting. You know, uh, diet was mostly like, you know, eat chicken. You know, the food pyramid pretty much, just like yeah. chicken, vegetables, and whatever. And I was just, I was like, oh, okay. And my weight class was 135, 145, something like that. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And I go in there at, I think, one, yeah, 135. Or one, maybe 145 and I was probably 16, 17 um, and I go in there and everyone's much bigger than me I'm like what the heck like you know what, what's going on here why is this guy 6'2 towering over me by like 4 or 5 inches and he has like 30 pounds on me like it looks like that and I'm like oh and then you know someone explains to me oh yeah how you cut weight is like this like you dehydrate yourself you get you have 16 pounds of water inside of you so you lose 16 pounds with that you you just burn as much calories as you can before you weigh in and we weighed in like a, I think we did it two days before or one day before because you had a qualifier and then you had semi-qualities and, and then we you go in and compete for finals and it was just like oh I should have known this like you know I was I was competing at the wrong weight class and I lost terribly I I couldn't I could I didn't get knocked out but I I was dazed for a second and I was just like, my God, I should not ha- like I, I like it's dangerous to be fighting or sparring someone much bigger than you, and it was yeah. so dangerous and I was like weight cutting and then I was like I ain't going to do that because like I feel like I tried it once and it was just it didn't work for me it hurt I, I just when you start puking and start you know having those those bad bad things happen to you just like oh is it worth the risk you know and it's it, that was just how it was for me and i think it's so dangerous and they have it in so many sports and you know i'm like can't you just look good with like you know you know just weigh weigh in the day or weigh in like you know just weigh weigh your natural weight i guess yeah don't be too consumed in it that's the whole perfectionism thing we talked about before it's just some people get too consumed in things and just becomes unhealthy yeah. oh my gosh but yeah it's always it's interesting I don't know people I don't know people like that stuff like they like they like seeing something someone do that yeah yeah it becomes an obsession and an addiction so just have to be careful with you know yeah. getting into things like that you can't swing the pendulum too far one way yeah. I don't know I've never I thought it was like that. Okay, I guess this is the thing now. Like yeah. people were, everyone was doing it. I think wrestling is the worst one because everyone does it. Like, I think so too. Yeah, that's definitely one of those things I noticed in high school. I mean, essentially, it's just an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. They're just starving themselves and they don't even realize dehydrating their bodies, spitting in bottles, you know, to keep weight off. Like it's just very unhealthy. And I would watch it, and coming from an eating sort of background, it was so triggering for me. I was like, oh my god, like, they're not eating them. I can't eat. So. Yeah, so, like, so in this, in this movie trailer of the To the Bone or something, like, she was counting calories with, like, she was eating corn or something or peas. Is that, like, a, a what, what actually happens? Do you, like, eat half the food and just, like, how's that work? Um, it depends on the person. There are certain things that happen disorders so it's all a behavioral pattern it's all behavioral um means so i know there's things where like 
let's say I was going to eat a sandwich, right? Which I would have never done during my eating disorder. But let's just say you were going to give me a piece of bread. I would be so proud of myself if I would have just cut out the middle and not eaten the crust. And then I would go into my fitness pal. I would track like 0.75 piece of bread because I didn't eat the full piece. And I'd be like, look at me go. Like, oh my god, I didn't eat it. And that's like just a behavior thing and then like I would if I'd go to a restaurant with my family and like you know like you don't want to be the only one not eating which I did a few times but if you aren't the only one eating then say I got like you know I had like a binge and I would like get sweet potato fries which honestly my body would have needed them and it wasn't really a binge but I considered it a binge um I'll like count how many fries I ate or something like that so it's just an obsession with food and just yeah if you just counting calories you just become obsessed with it you like you counted them like i don't i would yeah i would legit I'd would you write them. them down put them in an app what like, is that uh, yeah i'd put it in my app right away i would i would sit at the phone um if, if my family was going like spontaneously we were in the car like um we were moving like a few summers ago and we would always like go look for houses on the weekends and i'd be like oh shit like this is great like i'm not gonna have to eat I could just like, go out and just like not focus on food. We can just go look at houses, and I will I'll be able to skip all my meals. And then my parents would be like, "Oh, let's go get lunch." And the minute they picked the restaurant, I'd be on my phone looking at my fitness pal. Oh my god, what can I eat that has like zero calories? What can I eat that only has like hundred calories? And it's hard to do that when you go to a restaurant. So I literally asked for like, "Oh, can I just get some grilled chicken and?" whatever vegetable you have and I'd like try to make them customized meals for me and like be really picky and like really snobby to the waiter and like my parents would get so embarrassed and you just don't care when you have an eating disorder because you are so selfish just it you're manipulative you're selfish because until you can eat the way that you want to eat or until you can work out as much as you want to work out and burn those calories or not eat those calories then you're not happy that's such a shocking story like it's just it it It, just it is the reality of it and it's something that people don't understand until you experience it and i hope that no one ever has to go through it but there are so many so many things that people just there's so many misconceptions with eating disorders Um, and it's so funny because i did make like a recovery story and i'm actually filming this week for my youtube um my journey from an eating disorder to a bikini competitor because a lot of people are like, you can't compete after an eating disorder because you're going to go right back into it and relapse. And I didn't. I'm happily five pounds up from my stage weight. I think I look great with the extra weight on. I'm happy with it. Um, you know, I luckily have an amazing coach, an amazing support system, and I like my body with more weight on it than I do when I don't have weight on it. So um, it's just a mentality. And there's just all these misconceptions surrounding eating disorders mm-hmm. it's just people need to educate themselves and, and find out about real life experiences before they are quick to judge anyone who has an eating disorder because the one thing that I was so sick of hearing when I had my eating disorder was why don't you just eat it I wish I could have <laughs> I wish I could have so physically mind. you cannot eat it like mentally my if i would have so say if i had like a burger in front of me and i ate that i would probably not eat for the next three days 
and then and then hate myself for those three days. Oh it's and it's not me hating myself. It's the eating disorder. Like everyone calls it, Ed or Anna. Like Ed stands for eating disorder, or Anna stands for anorexia, and they literally label it as a person, and they call it like their it, like my eating disorder, like my Anna won't let me eat it. Like that's the thing they used to say. Like I'd be like, I'd post, I had a, a diary on my Instagram, and I'd be like. You know, I literally refer to it as a she, like Anna. I would say, like, Anna, that's what I would call it. And be like, she's really strong today. Like, she won't let me eat. And that's, like, how it would be. Like, it's not me who doesn't want to eat. It's, like, my mind telling me not to. And that's that's just how it goes. It's it's a a crazy concept. It's the same thing with what I see with my overweight clients that I work with. Um, They want to put the food down, but their mind and their emotions tell them otherwise. So... There are things that I try to tell my clients, like, a lot of my clients that I work with in person are overweight. And mm-hmm. when you work at gym, general fitness and general population tend to be overweight. So I tell them, I come from the other side of the spectrum. I used to have an eating disorder. I tell it to every single one of my clients. I know you're not supposed to get too personal with clients, but I think it's so important for them to realize that I can relate to them emotionally because... I understand why they eat so much because I understood why I didn't eat, you know? Yeah. So, it's I crazy think, that you could relate, but you really can. I try, I, like, I can relate with the, you know, the other side, but I can't relate with you. It's like, just for me, it just, it, I've, like, what you're saying just doesn't, it doesn't click with me. And it's like, how is that? Like, I didn't, I, I knew it was a thing. Like, I knew people did that, but like, how bad it was how what 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 misconceptions i had misconceptions like well why don't you just you know throw make her eat like seven burgers or like feed her every day you know and the thing is like even now like i'm recovered and sometimes i like get people who instagram message me and are like what should i do and i'm like you just have to eat and then i realized to myself like what are you doing telling her that or telling him that you wouldn't have eaten if someone else would have told you but i just try i just try to share my story and explain my story to them in hopes that it will inspire them to you know maybe eat or just stop exercising or something like that doing some exercise yeah so is, is that is that is that is that most people that you know suffer from eating disorders is that exercise like is that a big thing for most of them or no um, okay, so for me, I had anorexia and orthorexia. So, orthorexia um, is new. It's something that's new. Not a lot of research has gone into it. Um, but my mom did a lot of research on it, and so did I, because it's what I had. Um, I wasn't diagnosed with it, but I know for a fact that's what I had. Um, it's restrictive eating, so I would eat, but I would only eat like chicken and broccoli and anything that was like, you're just obsessed with a healthy lifestyle. And I would run like 30 or like 30 minutes every day, 30 minutes to an hour, and then like hit weights for like 15 minutes. And I had orthorexia, so if I, I would say it's like, it's called exercise bulimia, so you're like obsessed with exercise. So yeah, essentially you're just obsessed with burning calories and then eating little calories. So my goal was always to burn more exercising than I ate that day, which is awful because you're basic metabolic rate burns 
already the calories that you would have eaten. So I was just losing weight, like almost a pound every other day. So, yeah, I dropped 30 pounds in four weeks. So at first, what? yeah. So what was like your lowest? So I was about five foot three and I was 85 pounds. What? So I went to Spain on a trip with my school and me and my parents finally thought I was getting better but the school had planned all the food and like I kid you not like even now that I'm recovered I'm saying this like they planned the worst places to eat like in Spain it was like all paella so it was just straight rice and I was so obsessed with just eating protein and vegetables and there was nowhere that was protein because over there they eat a lot of like bread and like Hmm. salty hams and stuff like that and just rice and I was like I hate this food. And I brought like protein bars and stuff with me, so I was just living off of those, but I would maybe have like three a day. And that was it. So I was like having like 500 calories a day. We were walking like 10 to 13 miles every day. And I just came back down like 10 pounds. I was like 95 pounds when I came back. And we were there for 10 days, and I literally lost a pound a day because we were doing so much walking. I was running while I was there. Oh my god. I had to go to the gym in the morning before we would go out. I'd have no energy, and then I just wasn't eating. So, And that's when I came back and my teachers reported me to the school. So my parents really got really concerned, and after that, that trip is what made me change um, completely. So how close were you to, like, death's door? Because that's... I don't... For me... Um, well, the thing was I avoided the doctor. So I went to the doctor once, and that's when he diagnosed me. But it was in the beginning when I wasn't that bad. I was like 97 pounds, which is still very underweight. I had a BMI of like 17, and a healthy BMI is 18.5, is considered not underweight. So I wasn't like super, super underweight. But I got down to like a 13 BMI. But by that time, me and my parents were just like, we just like didn't go to, I didn't go to the doctor. We were like, we were all in denial about it. We were just all, like my whole family was in denial about it. And um, then I just took it upon myself to like get better, but thank god I did because if not like I was never near deaths because I never like almost fainted I never like went to inpatient care or anything like that but um you know I I did have those days where it was like really close but luckily mine was over the span of two years but the first year I was only like I was still eating like 1400 calories a day so like I was living and I was fine I wasn't exercising that much but then the second like Maybe like six months is when I was like really in a huge deficit. If I would have gone any longer, I probably would have been near death though. So, luckily I saved myself in time. My, my gosh, you, you needed. Yeah. Yeah. I lost all of my hair. Um, my nails were like super brittle. I used to have super long hair. It still hasn't fully recovered. I don't think it ever will, to be honest with you. Um, and my body has permanent damage, um, just like most girls who starve themselves. So. And I have to live with the rest of my life, but it just gives me the opportunity to do what I'm doing now to go and encourage other people to never be in that situation. Oh my gosh, you need you need to do a draw my life like that's that's like that's your that should be your number one goal because I listen to this and I'm just you know it's so shocking you know yeah. it's and like people like me who are you know just don't understand or don't know it, yeah. it would. It would open our eyes and I, I just like and you know what that's I know we started talking about 
adulting in this, but and it took a complete, you know, turn. But it's why I'm where I'm at today. Because you're listening to this now, and you're like, dang, she did all that. But like, can you see how much I learned from it? Huh. Like, just it's just if I'm I'm. This sounds so weird, but I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful to have gone through that. Because if I didn't, one, I would not be in the career that I'm in. Two, I would have never started my Instagram. And hey, I would not be on this podcast. So, you know, I wouldn't live in Florida, be pursuing my dreams. I don't even know what I would be doing with my life if I didn't go through it. So, yeah, it's like everyone has their own kind of struggle. And your, your type of struggle is different from, I guess, mine or anyone else's. And it's yeah. like, you know, I like seeing other people's you know what they went through what they what they're doing now you know how how have they changed as a human being it, it's it's like you know what what has have you done differently you know and you helping others that's like the biggest thing to me like you know as long as you help others you know you know i love helping people like if i could help everyone that's i would but you do all these podcasts you're helping people so yeah and it's so interesting because everyone has this kind of different perspective on everything and it's like oh i, I you know i want to know what what you mean by that why i don't understand what you're talking about and it's like your story just kind of blows my hair away i don't have that much hair but yeah and it's like it's like um it just shocks me to my core and i'm like i can't i can't you know i'm trying to understand and figure it grasp. out grasp yeah. yes grasping the concept is a yeah. really hard especially when you can't relate and that's just why I share it because I mean sometimes I get hate on my Instagram and you always have those people but like I share my story because I want other people to realize like a lot of people are going through it one in three girls have an eating disorder in the United States one in three that is huge or have some type of body image issue or body dysmorphia or just some type of problem with their body in relation to food um and it's important to share I think it's important for me to share my story because it makes other people realize how many people go through it and how many people can relate to it so yeah yeah I, I've never I didn't notice that you know like now that you you just said that like one in three people I'm like oh my god like I knew someone who had anorexia and I just didn't pay attention like I just didn't know like I, it was like it just registered in my mind I'm like gosh it's just it's so something that's not talked about and no one shines you know shines a light or you know yeah. explains it and it's like and I think now the recovery community on instagram is huge and i admire it so much and there's a lot of people doing it for the right reasons so some people obviously who aren't in it for the right reasons um and forget those people it just makes me so angry honestly but um you still have that pro anna community who are preaching you know anorexia and orthorexia and, and binge eating and stuff like that um, and inspirations but it's very small now and the people who are preaching recovery and body positivity the community is so much bigger so it's great to see yeah draw my life that's what i need to see because like i just like your story is like it's so <laughs> kind of uh, not relatable but i just like something that i want to hear and yeah. understand Gosh. yeah i mean i shared it i shared a a little bit of, a, of my eating disorder recovery story on YouTube is my first video I ever uploaded. I think it's like my second most viewed. And 
I mean, not still a lot of views, maybe like 20,000 20, or something like that. Um, and it, like, just the amount of people who commented on it, like, oh my god, like, you're so right, like, I did that when I had my eating disorder, or, like, you just deny yourself that you did that, and then you hear someone else say it, and you're like, crap, that's me, like, I must have something wrong, you know, it almost makes people realize. Not necessarily self-diagnosed, we don't want to be out here being like, okay, I, I do that too, so I have an eating disorder, but just, like, you know, people realizing for themselves, so... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And now you're adulting, and that's that's your new chapter. Like it's like. Oh, I can say I overcame that, and now I'm overcoming being an adult. <laughs> I still have so much time left to do it, so and figure everything out. You know, it's just time. I have time. There's no rush to completely be out on my own. You know, I live with my sister. I still have my support system at home. I still have my family, and they still talk to me every single day, I still call my mom and dad, you know, I still keep in touch, um, I'm not completely on my own, so, and there's no rush, I'm yeah, still gonna yeah. enjoy life while I'm being an adult, and I'm still always gonna reminisce on my childhood things, yeah. I still have days where I miss my, my mommy and daddy, and I call them, and I say, oh my god, I wish I was a child still, but they always tell me, you know, you kind of are, you can just take it slow, you don't have to rush. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so it's so interesting like you know bonds and friendship and all those things like they're so good for you and mm-hmm. like you need people who are good to you need people who you know kind of huddle around you like oh you know you know just you know kind of huh. I mean we we all need people to talk to or all need people to understand each other or, like hang out with or do this or do that and now I mean like think about it i'm in texas and you're in florida like that's like we're hundreds of we're hundreds of miles away and it's like you know that we can connect together it's like weird relating certain topics to each other it's crazy yeah it's it's insane it's been well thank you uh thank you for having me on again i honestly i love doing this i love i hope it gives people insight and you know both of us just coming from different backgrounds and different stories but being very relatable so it's really cool yeah it's, 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 it's always great having you on I'll probably have you on again but yeah always I'm always here if anything else in my life comes up that you're you want to talk about or anything I'm always here alright well thanks and then yeah it was awesome talking to you it's awesome talking to you Kendall alright see ya alright bye bye